Trevilian Next is a division of Trevilian, a financial services specialist search and talent advisory firm. Since inception, the Trevilian team has dedicated itself to enhancing the return on investment of a company's most important resource, its people. Hello, hello. Welcome to another uh, great episode of Trevilian Next. Very excited about this one. Um, we have two previous guests and two of my favorite people <laughs> in the industry. Uh, <laughs> we have Jill Castilla and Jeffrey Kendall. And thank you for, for joining us, Jill and Jeffrey. Uh, Jill is the president, CEO, vice chairman at Citizens Bank of Edmond, uh, which is about $375 million in assets in Edmond, Oklahoma. She's also the CEO founder of the new digital bank, Roger, civilian aide to the Secretary of the Army, veteran, military spouse, and military mom. So hopefully I got all that in there. You Jill. did. And, you did. Uh, Great job. Thank you. <laughs> and a little fun fact, Jill was actually on our first ever Trevelyan Next, which we were just discussing before I hit record, was over three years ago. So... Time flies. Uh, a lot has happened in the last three years. Um, we're not locked indoors anymore. So I'm actually at the office, which is great. And uh, thanks for joining us, Jill. Really appreciate great. it. Great. Thanks so much. And next up, another one of my favorites, uh, Jeffrey Kendall. He is the chairman and CEO for Nimbus. We've also had Jeffrey on before. I think that was a couple of years ago, Jeffrey. And fun fact, what sits behind me right here is my Billy Bean baseball that you gave me uh, a few years ago. You mailed to me knowing I'm a big uh, Moneyball baseball fan because I know you had Billy Bean on for one of your webinars, and that was yeah. that was great. So, uh, no, thanks for joining us, Jeffrey. Really appreciate it. Um, like I said before, very excited about this one because Jill News broke over LinkedIn and Twitter and whatever else is out there, threads, I guess now, uh, that uh, Roger uh, was launched, I guess back uh, about a month ago now. Um, can you tell us a little bit about Roger, the digital bank Roger, kind of the inception of it, the idea of the genesis and how it came to fruition uh, with the help of uh, Nimbus and Jeffrey? Yeah, it really started about three years ago. Um, Brian Claggett reached out to me to see if we would be interested in uh, partnering on a digital bank. And, and it's not something that I was really interested in doing. You know, we're a very traditional community bank. Um, while I'm very enthusiastic about the niche banking opportunities, it's um, not something that really fit our business model. Um, but Brian really challenged me to think about it more. And that brought this idea up kind of back when I enlisted in 19, there was a lot of vulnerability that I had financially um, during that time when you're away as a military member. And when I would share my story publicly, I'd, I would get other military members 30 years later, they were having similar challenges. Yeah. And, and so that's where it was like, wow, but there really hasn't been a bank focus on the lower level enlisted, the new person coming in, the new, new service member. And what if we could provide an account for them that removed a lot of barriers, both for recruiters and getting them signed into, because 50% of them show up at base of training without a bank account, so they're unbanked. And um, what if you could give them a premier banking experience that removed a lot of this vulnerability and really position them in a, an area of strength as they built their financial future? I mean, it ended up not working out with Move-In, but um, and Brian's actually still on our advisory board. But Jeffrey mm -hmm. and I happen to be on an international call with like 10 other people and then orientation. 
and we're like chatting like offline, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we're on this call together. It wasn't even a banking related call. Mm -hmm. And so he was like, have you ever, whatever happened to this military bank idea? And he just said, you know, Nimbus was all in to um, make this a reality to come up, you know, be have access to the top shelf product related to digital banking, where you could basically get a bank in the box. And I think what's different too is this really isn't a banking as a service type of idea for this bank. Citizens Bank owns and operates yeah. the entire system with having access to the expertise of an embedded mesh like we have with our current core provider and our normal banking services. And so to be able to then collaborate with Nimbus, to be able to create something really catered specifically, not just a repackaged, rebranded digital bank, but something that has a digital direct deposit form that's signed by me, that's immediately available in the app, for instance, that's uniquely a requirement for the new service member and to have someone collaborate with us on that made this a dream rather than something that was like a possibility. It really made it something yeah. more like, wow, we've really created something that's meaningful and that was a void in the market. And that um, through the creativity from both experience as well as technology, it really was able to bring some magic together. And I couldn't be more grateful for the vision that Jeffrey has had um, it is a vendor you know, bank relationship. We talk yeah. about it as a partnership because of the level oh, yeah. of collaboration that occurs. And so I really, uh, you know, I hope that that's what every bank gets to have with their vendors is this collaborative partnership where you're, you're trying to make the product the best that it possibly can be. And you're also trying to make the customer experience the best it can possibly be. And when you have that collaboration, just really big things to happen. And that's really where Roger came from. Yeah, it's such a such a wonderful mission. Um, and I can tell you're really excited about it. Um, and it's just a filling a void in the market. And uh, choosing Nimbus, uh, of course, uh, and Jeffrey, a great. And I like how you said not vendor, but partner. And that's how with our clients here at Trevelyan, we like to call them partners because it's a long term relationship. We're we're in this together. We want to make sure you know everything's running correctly. Uh, Jeffrey, you know, I, on your website, I know we talked about it. I think we talked about it on our webcast two years ago. Niche is the new local. Um, can you tell us kind of, you know, because Jill and other banks have these great ideas. How do you take it from Jill's idea uh, and her bank to fruition with a, a digital bank, a brand? And what can Nimbus do there? to really partner with uh, community banks like Jill and credit unions, of course, uh, to really, you know, take their idea, you know, and get it off the ground. Yeah, I think it, it kind of starts with just the macro level and being, uh, being really sort of um, honoring what community banking is. And community banking from the very beginning, the, the reason that community banking is so important to, to our economy and everything else is that it's always been this sort of uh, financial services dedicated to solving the problems of, of, of the community, obviously, but community defined by geography is how we traditionally thought of it. Community for, you know, Citizens Bank of Edmond has meant, you know, the, that geographic region, but with technology and with people having sort of a more broad view of where we live, where we work, how we define community is starting to change. Right. Yeah. So community can be something online. It can be something completely unrelated to geography. And so for, for us, what we're really trying to help community banks is say there is an opportunity to grow and to start shifting 
So not, not be untrue to your original mission of serving a community, but redefining what that community looks like and really understanding what problems you can go solve there. And that's, this is like the, the I, I think just the perfect case study of an amazing community bank who also said, you know, there are other communities out there that we can serve, maybe not a geographic mm -hmm. one, but looking to communities that maybe have a hard problem that nobody else is focused on, on solving. And one of the coolest yeah. things about working on this project together with Jill was we didn't really know what the problems were until we started talking to Jill and her team and, and to other military members. And all those certain things like the, you know, sort of automatically generated direct deposit form and being able to support accounts for, for folks under 18, they might seem minor. When you get into it and you really start listening to people, you're like, man, that's, it's small. It's actually, you can solve it, but it's important. And it's, it's something that needs to be fixed. And that's the magic is that if you don't look and you don't study and you don't sort of ask the questions, you're not mm -hmm. going to appreciate what the challenges are that people are going through in their financial world. And so that was probably one of the things that was an eye opener for me. Um, and I, I give a ton of credit to Jill for obviously she has lived it. She knows it and that sort of thing. But as an outsider, you don't really know that until you, until you ask the question. Yeah, no, that's great. And Jill kind of, from the community bank CEO perspective, um, you know, there's a war for deposits out there. I think a lot of uh, smaller community banks have want to look at new ways uh, to help not only their own customers, but expand their business. Uh, what are some of the first steps that they should take? Uh, it's probably from my perspective, finding a passion such as, or finding a, a hole in the market, as we said before, but what are some of those first initial steps for uh, a community bank CEO who's looking to, you know, expand and find new ways, you know, maybe not Roger, but some other way to launch a bank or partner with a, a Nimbus type? What are what are some things they should think about? Yeah, I think the very first thing is really just a mindset shift, um, because we are, um, you either can be a risk avoidance or you can be a great risk manager and you have to determine which category you're going to be in. And if you, if you recognize community bankers as being extraordinary risk managers, which I would say is if you're, if you're doing the SWOT analysis, that's on the S like we are extraordinary oh, yeah. risk managers. Then you can start looking at the world of possibilities rather than being um, just a being cynical about it or being um, an isolationist. And so just being able to break kind of those barriers down first is a major hurdle to get to where you can see what's in the market that can be, that can potentially work with you. And then, then just doing a small type of innovation or something that mm -hmm. where the risk of failure is really limited, where it can be well assessed. And even if you're able to stumble through something, it helps you understand that failure can occur without there being exposure to risk from a regulatory standpoint or for uh, with customers. Uh, failure is not an option. It was like our mantra for like my first four or five years here. And that really will stifle innovation significantly. But failure really hasn't been an option in community banking. So you really have to define, okay, what kind of risk are we willing to accept in that risk management scenario? And then allow yourself to have some freedom to fail very small, very fast. And so for us, like it was trying the digital bank out and then and then pulling, you know, pulling back in. Um, those types of um, experiences give you the confidence to be able to say, okay, we have good risk assessment tools and we um, we will we have the 
the humility to be able to say, this isn't working and we need to stop mm-hmm. it. And so you have to kind of go through that piece too. And then mm-hmm. it's finding, um, sometimes it's really not the technology and, and we're fortunate that Nimbus has extraordinary technology, but it's finding people with similar mindsets. So really understanding yourself well and understanding your team and then finding partners, vendors that have similar mindsets, um, that's the most extraordinary thing you can do. Where we failed is whenever we've tried to just go after the technology, because yeah. when you don't have a small organization, if you don't have someone that's willing to kind of grow with you and help you understand the risk. I mean, Jeffrey and I just went through something yesterday where I was like, hey, this is an emerging risk that I'm seeing. Is it something that you could help with? And by the end of the day, he had a memo outlining that this is how we're mitigating that risk. And to have someone that's not normal whenever you're like yeah. with someone that doesn't have that mindset of how do we do something for Jill that's going to really create maybe value across my whole spectrum when it comes to Jeffrey's standpoint. And then I'm trying to do something that like this will benefit me and Jeffrey. And so I think having those that similar mindset and that create that relationship with the leadership of a, of a technology company or any other partner that you're looking for um, having that type of drive rather than just looking for the shiny object or the best, even the best yeah. breed of something, or just because everyone else is doing it, having those, that relationship orientation, just like we are in our way we are with our communities and our customers in the lobbies and out in the grocery store aisles have that same mindset when it comes to vendor relationships. Oh yeah. Being able to, you know, pick up the phone and, and call Jeffrey and what you tell him could help other customers because there's always there's so much changing uh especially with risk and compliance which brings me to jeffrey we're always we've had so many risk and compliance searches over the last two or three years it's evolving so quickly um from nimbus's standpoint banks that partner with nimbus having that security of knowing your products are always at the forefront and always trying to improve on those risks and compliance can you talk a little bit about that and how you do, and Jill gave us a great you know, segue there, um, how you do partner with your uh, clients to make sure risk and compliance is you know, at the top. You know, that's really the concern, probably, uh, Jill, from most uh, community bank CEOs right now, or always. <laughs> yeah, that, you don't have to read too many headlines to go, okay. <laughs> it's, it's everywhere. You need to be paying attention right now. Um, probably more than ever, um, but it's always been important. And one of the things that's just different about how we look at the world is um, when I came to, to Nimbus, one of the things that I, I first sort of recognized was I like to go after the problems that nobody else wants to touch because those are generally the ones that are difficult and probably most valuable to solve. And so it was really important for us early on to really invest heavily in becoming not just okay at compliance, but my mission and objective was to become great at it. Like I wanted people to literally, my vision was waking up three years from from when we started our our program around it is that people would go, you don't even have to ask a question about whether these guys are committed to to understanding Mm -hmm. regulatory and compliance because they've invested so much in it. Uh, so we we actually we lead with that as part of our value proposition is is how we think about it, and um, and I also had the luxury of having a very very talented and sharp chief compliance officer. And uh, do not recruit her. I'm just saying right now. I know that this is a, a dangerous <laughs> calling out my awesome talent. Uh, 
Just kidding. But uh, but one of the things, especially that's going on right now, and why I think the that our value proposition has some some more attractiveness than than normal, is if you think about the whole relationship with banking as a service, fintech partners. Um, that's where a lot of this risk sort of and regulatory headlines are coming from right now. And it's the whole idea that, you know, there's some, some banks out there that have really just licensed out their charter, but have sort of dropped the ball on managing the risk and compliance around it. And one thing is very different about Nimbus is we're not taking on the risk of the bank. We're not even claiming to be sort of a third party that's brokering the charter services or anything like that. What we're really there is to say, no, there's a lot that you can do that you think you have to partner with an external fintech and lose control of your customers. But we're here to give you a solution that says, no, you can keep all that yourself. You don't need a third-party fintech to go build something and then take it to market and grow the customers. We can help you do that and do it under your charter and do it in a safe and responsible way that's not sort of uh, gonna raise red flags with the, you know, with regulators thinking, is there something dangerous or unsafe going on here? And so that is one of the things, and we actually call it, instead of sponsoring someone else, it's sponsor yourself. And, and we mean that kind of tongue in cheek in the sense of just saying, you have the charter, you have the expertise in all these things, you need, you need a little bit of technology, you need a good partner, you need a little bit of people and process, and that's what I wanna bring to the table for, community banks has helped them get those growth opportunities of being able to create neobanks to go out through new markets without feeling like they have to get into regulatory risk. And that's that's the difference, I think. And that's not saying that there's something fundamentally wrong with banking as a service. There's a lot of good banks out there doing a great job of it, but it's not for everybody. And yeah. I think that right now, probably most community bank CEOs, if they were thinking about getting into it, they're, they're asking themselves, a second time whether this is worth the risk and yeah so that's kind of how there, we has, see it. there has been a pause uh but still you know missing out on that opportunity for embedded banking and banking as a service is you know something they're still thinking about but liquidity and deposit seems to be number one these days uh and uh yeah question on because you brought up your great uh compliance chief compliance officer at at nimbus um Jill, when you're launching a digital bank, uh, do you need to bring in new types of talent to run that bank from a risk perspective, from a marketing compliance? If I'm a smaller community bank CEO and I'm thinking about you know partnering with Jeffrey to launch a, a digital bank, what are what sorts of talent do you think is it new talent? Is it just taking the talent you have and you know using them in different capacities? Uh, what are some of the, the things they should be thinking about from a town perspective? Well, I mean, we're a one location, 60 team member community bank yeah. in suburban Oklahoma City. And so, and our team is the one that is working with Jeffrey and his team on this. And so for us, the the way that we attract talent at Citizens Bank of Edmond, why would you want to work at $375 million bank when there's multi-billion dollar larger regional banks here in our community that you could go work for and even large fintechs? Um, and the reason why is that you get to be part of exciting opportunities yep. like this, where if you have a growth mindset and you love community banking, there's not a better place to be. The talent is what makes this accessible. And whenever you went through, like, what are the first things that you should do as a community banker? I really should, should mention assessing your talent and ensuring yep. that you've got a talent a team that's really probably capable of being in a bank 10 or 100 times your size but is wanting to be kind of 
wants to handle everything. So our BSA officer, our compliance officer, Jefford probably can name them all because they were part of the very beginning of oh, yeah. building Roger. And so, um, you know, I, you really don't need new talent from a technical standpoint because it, you're doing the same things as it's transferable from what you're doing as a bank. You just make, have to make sure that there's job the capacity is there and that everyone knows like this is a big lift for a short time period, especially get something launched. We did bring in um, Andy Preston, who is a retired brigadier general who uh, came into my office to volunteer to help me as a civilian aide to the secretary of the army. And he left with a job offer. So he is a former <laughs> chief of field artillery and um, he retired to Edmund Eminence, his hometown. So we brought him on just to make sure, I mean, my military service is 30 years old and my kids are in and my husband retired, but you know, I don't necessarily know what is the right uniform and all the different services or what's the right yeah. ship that goes with Navy versus Coast Guard. And so we brought um, Andy in to really help us ensure that we had the right tone. Um, and mm -hmm. so that's why I would just say is kind of assessing that piece. We also have been very organic always with our marketing. And so we really have, we've, it's, a lot of the marking has been just me. And so we did bring in more of a professional that we've needed for a long time to really mm -hmm. kind of elevate our marketing, ensure that we're from a digital marketing standpoint, really staying up to date and relevant and using our time really wisely and the dollars even more wisely as we're deploying yeah. something. So yeah, when you launch a, a digital bank, it's all the the metrics behind the the app and uh, you know, looking at it's funny these days looking at different ways and metrics for marketing is a lot different than it used to be for uh, yeah. for community banks, especially with apps and websites and everything like that. Uh, no, it's is great, it Jill. Go ahead. Sorry, yeah, sorry. It, it's, and it's been fun working with Jeffrey's staff and like developing what does a dashboard look like? And we've been able yeah. to bring in even other third-party vendors that have kind of that like mindset to say, okay, how do we really integrate the dashboard to be great for management? So that's been really fun to see that evolve too. What really helps when you have a partner like Jeffrey is the technical piece. You don't need the programmers. You don't need the mm -hmm. data analysis lift because they have that a lot in-house. Yeah. So that's where you really get to leverage the talent on both teams. Yeah, that's why it's a, a true partnership right there. Uh, and Jeffrey, you know, you're out there like I was talking with uh, community banks, talking with credit unions across the country. What are some talent trends do you see uh, coming from your clients over the next few years that might be different than what they're looking for today? But they understand, wow, this is coming. We're really going to need somebody who's an expert in AI or payments or something like that. Are you noticing in your conversations uh, trends in talent that are starting to appear? Yeah, I, actually, it's it's an interesting, it's probably cyclical like everything else in business in the world in terms of, of where people focus. And I think, you know, maybe eight to 10 years ago, if you talk to a bank CEO, there was a good chance that they were thinking about adding technical staff. Like I need to add programmers because I need yeah. to build up these things and I need to, to, to stack them up. And now what we've seen is kind of, I think over the past eight to 10 years, what people have seen is like, if you're trying to build it internally and you're trying to hire a bunch of technical folks is how far are you getting away from your, what you're good at and what you, what is core to your business versus what you can outsource. And that's all, that's the eternal question that every CEO has to ask about how they scale their business. And what we, what I've seen is that people are going back to, you know what, we can outsource the technology and technology has gotten to the place where it's good you know, it's good or good enough, at least maybe 10 years ago, some of the legacy providers were still catching up and it just felt lackluster as to what you could get on your own. So you felt compelled 
to have to be able to build it yourself. Now I think that that's, that's sort of in the rearview yep. mirror somewhat. And what I'm really excited about is that the talent that I hear people talking about is exactly like what Jill did with Andy is saying, let's go get domain experts in the problem we're mm -hmm. trying to solve. It's not about, hey, I need an AI person. That's actually just probably not the best use of money for a community yeah. bank. But someone who understands the problem of their customers, I mean, that's exactly core to the business. That's exactly where you should be investing your money. And I like to think that the economics that we bring to the table and doing this at a, at a very, very low cost allows community banks to have budget left over to do the important things and to focus mm -hmm. on the core business rather than the tech, the, the sort of yeah. maybe the things that are, I don't want to call them commodity, but like call center services, it's not a commodity, mm -hmm. it's an important function, but it, it's something that is maybe not core to, to solving the problem. And you can, you can staff up in different ways to, to solve that. So that's the approach that I'm seeing more community bankers sort of lean towards is let's spend our money on what's core to us. Let's get more comfortable with how we outsource and partner with people so that we can expand in that way. No, that's, that's fantastic. Fantastic thoughts. And I really appreciate, appreciate both of you being on to share this uh, collaboration that I think is, is great. It's just great to see a community bank that's looking to expand and help their customers in different ways. And then also Jill with your mission to help uh, military recruits and then partnering with uh, Jeffrey and Nimbus. Uh, so it's roger.bank. I was just looking at the, the website and nimbus.com. Uh, and you can check out those websites. Uh, but this has been a fantastic kind of, hopefully the audience will get out of this. Okay, I can do this. You know, I let me really think about you know, Jill, it's, you're not a, less than $500 million, found a niche, found a need in the business. I can do this. I want to do this. Let's call Jeffrey and see if I can do this. But um, no, thank you so much. Thank you both. Have a wonderful September and uh, look forward to catching up again soon. Appreciate